0: All right, week 10 is over, and frankly, we're at a wit's end on what is going on in this league, but one thing is for sure, we cannot wait to talk about it. Smithy is here, who, let's face it, is fortunate to be here right now. How are you,
1: mate? Yeah, I'm going to be completely honest with everyone. If the Panthers didn't demolish the Cardinals yesterday, I would have been MIA for tonight because other than the Panthers game, it was an absolute train wreck, so uh, there could be some PTSD going on.
0: Yeah, there could be an absolute explosion happening later. I'm looking forward to it. TD is here, who didn't have uh, a good week on the tipping, but he's done well everywhere else. How are you, mate? How about them cowboys? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. This man has gloated about buying tickets to conference championships, to Super Bowls, frankly, I'm over it. So if the Cowboys (laughs) could lose next week, I'd be really appreciative.
2: Uh, They're in a good spot. They've got a tough game next week, so you're in luck, Daz.
0: Yeah, they sure do. And as always, I'm Daz, and I had a very unfortunate incident this morning who for 20 minutes was watching a porno of a fat man crying, and uh, it took me that 20 minutes to realize that I hadn't turned my phone on. So, (laughs) oh boy, Big Dazzling was struggling today. Let me tell you, let's go through our fantasy recap. Now, Smithy, you... Uh, precluded this and said that you were in struggle town mate tell us all about it
1: yeah so in our league we had a mid-season tournament going on Uh, I was playing in the final today to win $60 prize money Uh, I had a 16 point lead going into today and I had Odell Beckham Jr. and my opponent had Cooper Cup And I was leading for most of the day and Cooper Cup had some junk time points on the final drive and I ended up losing by three points. So um, to conclude, I hate fantasy.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's flight as a biscuit. Let me tell you Uh, your hero, mate. Is there some sliver of positivity that you can get out of this?
1: Yeah, I want to shout out my man, Brian Edwards, who actually gave me some enjoyment out of the weekend. Uh, I traded for him before last week. He put up a goose egg for me. I was flat with him. I trusted him this week, and he got a big 17.9 quarter touchdown, so he was really good. And my villain, AJ Brown, I am so sick of him. Uh, He's done my head in. He's the biggest fuck around in fantasy football, and I am blaming this loss on him so he can bugger off. (laughs) That's
0: fair enough. All right, Commissioner, how did you go over the weekend and who was your hero?
1: Yeah,
2: I got the win um, with one of the worst scores I've ever scored all time and it was one of the worst scores of the week. I scored 94.05, but luckily my opponent had probably the worst week of all time. I think he just got over 50. um, (laughs) So. Yeah, it was, was a nice, extraordinary. It was a good percentage booster for me, but the hero uh, was Travis Kelsey for me. Not that I really had much of a hero this week. I only really had to score sixty to win. So, um, but yeah, Kelsey, Kelsey scored just under twenty, and and yeah, it was it was great. Uh, the villain for me, Jeremy McNichols. I got him in a trade, I think last week or the week before, and. Um, didn't expect obviously you don't expect the same numbers as Henry, but to score 1.8 points when Henry's not there, I know they're in a bit, of, a bit of a running back committee there, but I still would have expected a little bit more than that. So he's the villain in, in my bad books this week.
0: Yeah, he definitely is now. Dazzling was so close to doing a Bradman, but I ended up with 99.95, and I'm shattered about that. If I'm being honest, uh, my hero, I'm going to go with James Connor again, mainly to stick it up everyone in our league that gave me shit for trading for him. But our, my man's dominating, 15.4. And yes, that's my hero. That tells you how bad I went this week. Um, my villain is actually someone on my bench uh, because my hero, uh, my villain is Tua. Because when I uh, woke up to watch the game on Friday and realized Tua was out, I put him on the bench and he decided magically that his finger felt fine after Jacoby Brissett went down and scored 11 more points than Colt McCoy, who was um, starting for me. So that's the shitstorm that Dazzling's going through, let me tell you. So, look, we're all in Strugglesville. The commish didn't deserve a win. Smithy and I outscored him and didn't win. Oh, boy, oh, boy, where we?
2: The funniest thing about that is, Daz, you left him in your lineup last week when he didn't play.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's just fucking hilarious, isn't it? Just where Dazzling's at. All right, let's get on to rookie watch before I snap. Smithy, how did our guys go this week?
1: Yeah, we only have the two playing, uh, Jamar Chase on bye. So we're giving out three votes and two votes because we're feeling generous. Uh, Devontae Smith gets the three. He caught two touchdowns against the Broncos. Uh, I think he had four catches for 66 yards and the two touchdowns. And the Penguin gets the two votes. He had four catches for 61 yards, but just didn't get in the end zone. So uh, no, even though no Jamar Chase, he's still miles ahead.
0: Yeah, miles ahead. is on twenty two, and both your boys are on eighteen. So he could have another buy, and still end up in front, which we love. And if my screen come up beautiful, all right, Smithy, you were probably grateful that my screen froze because it um it doesn't make us talk about this, but it's working now. Uh, Smithy certs, mate. Now I'll do the honor of announcing that Colin got four and one this week. And if you think he's happy about it, Oh boy, go check out his Colin, right? Colin wrong segment where apparently the first nine weeks of the season don't matter. And the fact that he's over 44% is a miracle to him, which just goes to show how bad his tips are. But Smithy surely you've gone as well, if not better, my friend.
1: Oh, geez. Uh, Reverse reverse the uh, scoreline there. And that's me. Oh, one, One and four. And four. I knew when Baltimore bloody blew it to your useless mob oh, yeah, on of Friday. My fault. I knew that that set the tone for a bad weekend and I was like, oh, geez, I'm in some trouble. If Baltimore can't beat the Dolphins, I'm in some serious trouble. And they, they couldn't and it stitched me up. Uh, Buffalo, they did well. I trusted TD with his lock. He locked the Browns, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll trust my man. I trust his judgment.
2: Yeah, blame everyone else.
1: Yeah, I trust his judgment. I'm going to roll with my man, and the Browns looks terrible. Uh, I've trusted the Seahawks, and they got shut out for the first time in Russell Wilson's career.
0: Mm. 163 first, games it had been since they'd been shut out.
1: The yeah. first time I've ever asked the Seahawks to do anything. Because <laughs> I've, I've, I've never liked the Seahawks because they beat the Panthers in the first ever playoff game I watched. So I've disliked them ever since. I needed them to do one thing for one week and they get shut out. Ridiculous.
0: So, so at this point, it's my fault, Teddy's fault, the same Russell Wilson's fault. Who else is it? Who was the fourth uh, loss? Who, oh, who, your who, lock.
1: Yeah, my lock the Rams. Who's so who fault blame was this? For this yeah, one? you can blame it um, on yourself, I think. <laughs> yeah. Nah, let, let's go Matthew Stafford bugger <laughs> <laughs> He needs to lift, and today was terrible. But shout out to my Buffalo Bills, who always have my back. They dismantled the Jets.
0: That is a man that is completely incapable of taking accountability for his own actions. Goodness me. Now, the scoreboard. <laughs> oh, don't <laughs> start. Mate, it almost could be at this point, let's be honest. Now- Smithy, you're at 25, 24, and 1, um, which is about 500, so you're doing okay. Your last two weeks have been putrid, 3 and 7, but Colin is starting to catch you at 22, 27, and 1. The big difference is one of you gets paid millions of dollars and the other doesn't. But let's get onto the locks because this is going to make us happy. Um, I went through my preview notes and said the Chiefs, so I was celebrating until I went back and listened and realized I took the charges, so I was flying. Uh, TD, how did, you,
2: how did your lock go? Yeah, well, obviously, Smithy touched on it before, but I um, I really liked the Browns in the spot there, and I kind of felt like I had to, had to lock them after all the harsh things I've said about the Patriots in the past, but they got absolutely fucking pounded into the pavement um, on Monday morning, so that wasn't great.
0: Yeah, they sure did, and Smithy pulled the, I can't believe this has slid to me. How <laughs> dazzling didn't take this, I've got no idea. The Rams over the Niners, lock it in.
1: That's probably the most confident I've been about a lock all year as well. (laughs) Yeah,
0: learn it from the guys that have only got five out of ten. Don't do that.
1: (laughs) I I was so confident, and now I feel like after going 7-7, and I genuinely feel like (laughs) I've put a curse on myself because I'm 0-3 in the last three weeks, and I've had three of the best things of the week, and they've just absolutely gone tits up.
0: Well, if it makes you feel any better, when Colin locked the uh, did the Browns for his certs as well, he said, this is the bet of the year. And that was the only one he got wrong. So if that makes you feel any better, go for it. Uh, just an update on the grog that is going to be consumed at the Super Bowl. I owe 30. I've got five locks wrong, six pack per lock wrong. So that's 30. TD owes 33. He's got five wrong as well. But remember, I took three off him because of the Raiders after John Gruden got fired. And Smithy's got his last three locks wrong, <laughs> which I know he's beating me. So me laughing is pretty stupid, but it's nice to see him squirm after he went seven for seven and gave me shit. So he owes 15 plus the three for the John Gruden bet makes 18. So for those of you doing the math at home, that's 81 that we owe after 10 weeks. Um, TD, I hope the Cowboys don't make the Super Bowl, mate, because we're not going to remember this one.
2: Yeah, you're not wrong We might have to invite some friends over
1: for To help us out there.
0: that Yep, definitely think so Smitty, uh, your wallet isn't as broken as ours But uh, you've got to pull this back, I think
1: Yeah, I've got to rein it in uh, I really have to rein it in Because the last three weeks have been unacceptable And uh, I'll be looking to turn it around Don't you worry
0: Definitely will be now Speaking of turning it around We're actually going to get stuck into the games now But my Dolphins, hallelujah 10 and 7 still on, fellas Who would have thought? 22-10 to 10 in possibly one of the worst first three quarters of football I've seen. But when your team wins, you don't give a shit if it feels ugly or not. But I feel bad for anyone else watching it in prime time. But uh, TD, I ask you, did Baltimore's stock drop after this loss or was it just an aberration, do you think?
2: Well, I don't really know, uh, to be honest. It's, That's helpful. <laughs> it's, easy, it's easy to sit here and say, um, you know, it was a bad game for them and they'll bounce back next week. But they've kind of been flirting with this kind of result all year, I guess you could say about the Ravens, um, slow starts and bad third down offense. It's been their weakness. They've been able to overcome for majority of the season, uh, but not in this game. They didn't fall behind big, uh, like they have in past games, but they never really broke out of that slump. Um, that they started the game in their first two drives was nine plays and eight plays ended in field goal attempts. Obviously they, they got one and then one was missed. And then their next drive, the next nine drives after that lasted an average of 3.8 plays. So that just shows how much um, it changed after that. Poor third down um, offense, like I've said, it's been an issue for them all year. They went two of 14. um, And for the season, they've gone under 35%, converted under 35%. So that's obviously an issue. Uh, And it's surprising considering their run game is their strength. Um, And they're so good or should be so good on third and short. And, you know, they've got Lamar Jackson, who's an absolute weapon on the field, you know, through the passing game and the run game. Full credit to Miami, though. I know Daz is proud and he was proud and that was a good win for his boys. Um, The defense is getting a lot of love for that game, but I think the offense should get a bit too. They made some big plays with the game on the line. Uh, The run game, once again, nearly non-existent. Um, It's one of many areas Miami really needs to improve. And I'm sure Daz will kind of agree. As good as this win was, it's it's probably equally frustrating. Um, you know, where's this been? They, they played so well against a good opposition, and you know they're three and seven right now. So um, yeah, that's not not great for them. But the Ravens looked bad. Uh, we're probably going to need to see them the next the next week or two before we worry too much. I think.
0: Beautiful. I love that. Smithy defense does win games. Carolina's defense has kept you alive this season, even when things have been going poor on the offense, so I'm proud of the defense. But uh, as much as I want to talk about the Finns all night, let's touch on the Ravens because they are the better team. If I am being honest, and if I can, I think every Finns fan can. Are they in trouble, do you reckon?
1: I don't know if they're in trouble, but I think fans would have cause for concern (coughs) um, because – Miami have not been a good team this year at all. Um, and we all we all know that. So if, if they want to be real, they just have to win games like that. Um, and so it is a little bit of a concern, but if they can bounce back this week, I think results like this all depend on how teams bounce back the next week. If they can come out and play well the next week and redeem themselves, then you sort of forget about it. If you put up two bad games in a row, then you really worry.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I do want to give a shout out to Xavier Howard and Javon Holland, who were absolutely amazing uh, in that game. Smithy's been a big fan of Javon Holland for a while, and Xavier Howard is going to be the first Dolphins jersey coming in the mail for Dazzling, so I cannot wait for that. But let's move on to the Browns and the Patriots, and this was a 45-7 to result. And if I say that without anyone knowing who won, you'd think, wow, Cleveland bounced back in a big way. But Smithy, I have to ask you, mate: Have Ramondre Stevenson and Mac Jones ended Cleveland's season? Because this might be a win that is too difficult to bounce back from. A loss, sorry.
1: Yeah, look, if they haven't ended it, they have seriously demoralised the Cleveland franchise because this was embarrassing, absolutely embarrassing. Um, during the week, PFF came out with their mid-season defensive rankings. And they ranked Cleveland's defense as the second best in the NFL. Ooh, that's aged well. It was look, it was an embarrassing take then at the time, and it looks even worse now because they were just terrible in this game. Uh, multiple ninety-yard drives by the Patriots. They allowed only three, in, uh, four incompletions. Um, the Patriots went twenty-two for twenty-six for two hundred and eighty-three yards and four touchdowns. The backup quarterback came in and was three of three for 85 and a touchdown. You know, just embarrassing stuff. They had 184 yards rushing the Patriots. The Browns just couldn't stop a thing. Um, It seemed like no matter what the Patriots did on offense, the Browns had no answers for it. And it was just embarrassing. Um, Really, really bad. I said this game would give us an indication whether Odell Beckham Jr. was the problem for the Cleveland offense. Um, In their first game without him against Cincinnati, they came out and dominated, and some people were saying, oh, Odell was the problem. They're fixed now. I wasn't so sure, and let me tell you, he wasn't. (laughs) The Browns' problem is Baker Mayfield. One, his body is letting him down. Two, he's just not that great. Um, he was 11 of 21 in this game for 73 yards passing. He threw a touchdown, but also threw an interception, it was just an ugly day. It was a brutal day and their pass catching, their leading receiver was Dearness Johnson, the running back. Their leading pass catcher wide receiver or tight end was Jarvis Landry, who had four catches for 26 yards. Just really gross reading. Um, They need to be so much better on both sides of the ball if they're a chance to even make the playoffs, to be honest. I don't know whether this says more about how good the Pats are or how bad the Browns are at the moment, Um, but it was just an absolute train wreck for Cleveland and the Patriots got one of the easiest wins of the season.
0: Yeah, they completely dominated. Uh, TD, give us your thoughts, mate. Cleveland, are they in a deep, deep hole or are they one more loss away from really falling off the cliff?
2: They're in a bad spot. Um, And, you know, that starts at quarterback. Baker Mayfield's been so-so, I guess, this year and he got injured again in this one. Um, Said it a couple of weeks back, he's earned a bit of my respect the way he's been playing with that injury, uh, but he hasn't been playing well and... It is an issue there and it's got to be frustrating for Cleveland fans because they thought they turned the corner after the playoff win last year. And we said it in the preseason, is this team um, an actual contender or are they being, you know, overhyped and overrated? And and I think we all kind of touched on them being overrated. They had to turn um, the talent they had into performance on the field. And they haven't really done that so far this year. They did have, their opening drive, go for a touchdown, 84 yards, and it looked really good. I thought, oh, beauty, they're up 7 nothing. The lock's looking great. Uh, and then, obviously, 45 to nothing after that. So, um, yeah, it was complete domination from New England. And I think um, I really wouldn't want to play them for the rest of the year, to be honest.
0: Yeah, they look dangerous all over the park. And just, I know you guys bring some stats, but I thought I'd bring one of my own. Of all the 2021 uh, drafted quarterbacks, there have only been five games with a quarterback rating of 100 by all those rookie quarterbacks. And Mac Jones has all of them. So the man is dominating under a beautiful system, as we know, but it's been a ripping start for him. And the Patriots are humming along. Let's move on to the Cowboys and the Falcons. Now, we all predicted the Cowboys would bounce back in a big way, but TD, Surely, not even Cowboy fanatics saw this coming.
2: No, um, not surprised about the production on offense though. I think we all expected maybe not 43 points, but that kind of production. Um, it was one of the best scoring offenses against one of the uh, worst scoring defenses. But I was surprised about how dominant um, the Cowboys' defense was, they only allowed three points and 214 total yards. They had three interceptions. They had a blocked punt return for a touchdown and they were clearly the better team offensively, defensively and on special teams too. They led the whole way. Uh, They set the tone early with two first half fourth down conversions. And I touched on that in the preview. I was interested to see how they'd go if they were faced with uh, fourth and short early. And they weren't really fourth and short. It was fourth and six and fourth and five or something like that. And they picked them up easily. And they they set the tone, as I said, Uh, and it, they kind of, um, you know, it hadn't worked lately and it worked in this game. And they put the game out of reach with four touchdowns in a 13 minute span in the second quarter. It gave them a 36 to 3 lead at halftime. And by then it was game over. Um, I kind of expected Atlanta to get some points in the second half. It, it didn't happen. They ended up putting Josh Rosen in at quarterback and they only had a. 111 passing yards for the entire game, which was a big shock for me because a game like that, you just see teams pass and pass and pass when they're behind it. It didn't happen and it didn't work. And obviously the interceptions it didn't help. And then they were kind of too far off and, and just kind of, you know, through the towel. And I guess you could say. Um, you know, I haven't really got too much else to say. I, I think Dallas have their biggest game of the season coming up against the Chiefs next week and the Falcons, they, they get the Patriots. Um, at home on a short week, which is only the second time um, they've faced off since the Super Bowl um, all them years ago that we all remember they blew the 28-3 to three lead. Yeah, they certainly. I'm sure that won't be overworked <laughs> this week. No, I'm sure it absolutely won't be.
0: I don't even think anyone will talk about it. It's not that big of a deal. Um, Smithy, let's touch on Atlanta now. We dig the boots in to our man Colin a few times on this show, but we're going to dig them into Nick right now because <laughs> why not? Um it's the right thing to do. And I do not apologize for that joke. Smithy, he called the Falcons a certainty to be a playoff team in the preseason. And he still won't back down from it. Is the dream officially dead?
1: That's just a bad take. Well, That's a really Nick bad right. take. It's a really bad take. <clears throat> um, I don't know how you can confidently back a team in that don't have a defense who just play without a defense. Um because that's what Atlanta are doing at the moment. It's just brutally bad. Uh, they gave up 36 first half points. <laughs> you know, how can you trust a team who does that? Um, I don't care how good the opposition is.
0: Uh, uh, Smithy, your Bills, they were the only team that backed you in this week, but they got a big victory over the Jets, 45 to 17. And we did claim Bills by how much going into this one, but let's give Buffalo's run game some credit because it was probably the best running performance of the season.
1: Yeah, look, it was the bounce-back game we all saw coming. Um, the rushing game was good, although it wasn't used that much. Uh, I guess I had 24 carries, 136 yards. Uh, Matt Breeder was surprisingly used in the offense uh, for the first time all year. Three carries for 28 yards and a touchdown, and he also caught three passes for 22 yards and a touchdown. So two-touchdown game for Matt Breida, uh random. But... The defense is the unit that I want to talk about because they came out for blood. Um, It's one of those things. They lost to Trevor Lawrence last week, and no matter how good the defense was last uh, last week, allowing the Jaguars to only score nine points, they still lost the game. So they were coming out for blood. And my boy, Mike White. Oh, boy. He's my boy. Uh, but he produced the game that I expected him to produce when I claimed that he just wasn't it. (laughs) Uh, He had 24. He was 24 for 44, 251 yards and four interceptions. Uh, A few of them were really, really bad interceptions, just terrible throws. Um, And it, the Bills' defense is nothing to sneeze at. So I feel sorry for the kid, but this is what I saw coming when he was announced as starter. And if people think that he's the answer over Zach Wilson now, they're just moronic. Um, but yeah, the Bills just did what they had to do. Uh, Stefan Diggs is probably the one that I want to talk about. Eight catches for 162 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he he had a huge year last year, hasn't been the. S- he hasn't really been the centerpiece uh, where they funneled targets to him this year, but this is easily his biggest game of the season. And if he can really finish off the season strong going into the playoffs, uh, it makes them a way better team. So watch out for him in the second half of the season.
0: Yeah, it makes them so much more dangerous if he's been quiet, given how well they have been playing. TD. It looks uh, grim down in New York, especially for the Jets. How much optimism do you have around the organization? Not necessarily for the end of the year, but are they somewhat on the right track? Where's a positive that we can get out of either this one or where they're at? I don't know. It's but- Alrighty, awesome. Moving on to the next <laughs> game. Uh, the Titans and the Saints. And let me tell you, this was exactly the kind of game that none of us picked New Orleans to win, and they probably should have in the end. But 23 to 21 was the win for Tennessee. They get another win without Derrick Henry, which is vitally important. Uh, TD, I want to talk about my former Dolphins quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. I want a performance rating out of 10 for him from you, please, and then we'll get stuck into the game.
2: I'll give him a six, um, and that's probably being generous, to be honest. I, I thought he was fine without being impressive um, in an ugly ugly game where they got an ugly win. He had a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown. He also had an ugly interception that was called back thanks to a questionable penalty, um, horrible goal. He got bailed out so so um, well, massively on that one because that wasn't a great throw. Um, he hasn't stood up, in my opinion, after losing Derrick Henry. Um, and obviously, the Titans need to rely on him more and they're going to have to rely on him more considering the run game isn't working without Henry. They averaged 2.3 yards per carry on 29 attempts in this game, which is a big issue Um, and it doesn't seem to be affecting them right now, but I'm sure it will down the stretch, um, you know, December and and come playoff time, you need a run game. And I don't think Derrick Henry's coming back. Titans fans, I think maybe are hanging on to hope that he'll be back for the playoffs. I just don't think he's coming back. And even if he does come back, it's a broken foot and um, you know, you can't really rely on a guy to have, you know, as much production as he did coming off a broken foot. So they're going to need to find a way to, get around that and get that run game going. Um, Their defense has been a a big strength lately, uh, which is a bit of uh, a big surprise. They've got a lot of new faces on that defense and they seem to have clicked over the last month or so. Uh, The Saints passing game to me looks a little better with Trevor Simeon. Um, They obviously missed Alvin Kamara in this game. Ingram was involved in the passing game, but it's just not the same. Um, You know, obviously similar kind of players, but Kamara's uh, a lot more deadlier through the air. The positives for New Orleans, um, you know, there was a few, They, I don't think many expected them to win this game and they put themselves in a position where they could have tied the game and, and set it to overtime, um, you know, a couple of costly mistakes, but that's going to happen to every team, I guess, every now and again. They've now dropped two straight games after that win against Tampa, which now is really important because if they didn't win that game against Tampa, uh, they'd be four and five instead of five and four. The Titans, they've now won five straight games against playoff teams from last year. Um, and they get a well earned, easier matchup with Houston in week 11. But, you know, it's been tricky with these easier matchups lately. Yeah, so, no such you know, thing as fans. an easy
0: matchup in this exactly. league, mate. Not this year. So put the house on Houston, is what we're saying. I uh, can't wait for Houston to be in Smithy Certs next week. Goodness gracious, mate. Smithy, is it fair to say now if Derrick Henry doesn't come back, the Titans are going to be up shit creek when it comes to winning a playoff game, if they can get there?
1: Yeah, it's going to be tough because I don't think Tannehill is the quarterback who can say I'll throw 45 passes today and lead us to victory. Mm. Um, They rely, they lean on the running game so much and obviously taking out probably the best running back in the NFL in terms of pure rushing workhorse style um, player is, is always going to be tough. So especially if they can't get AJ Brown involved, it's going to be really tough for them. So um, yeah, it's unfortunate because they were playing really well, but it's just the way the cookie crumbles.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, Smithy, you get to indulge now, mate, because your Panthers... Pulled off one of the wins of the season with a 34 to 10 demolition of the red hot Cardinals. No one saw this coming. You get to indulge, mate. Tell us how it happened.
1: He's back.
0: (laughs) Moment of the year almost.
1: Oh, mate. I can't tell you how many times I've watched that clip. It just brings a tear to my eye. Cam Newton is back in Carolina. And he is back leading us to wins. I know he only threw four passes, but I don't care. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> he is back. And I love to see it. I am still on cloud nine. So bear me, bear with me. I might be like a drunken guy at a pub, um, just waffling on about how happy I am. But uh, that's how this game made me feel. So I'm here for it. Uh, it was just a thing of beauty to see Cam Newton back in the white, black, and blue blue um my favorite player of all time the reason that i started supporting the carolina panthers was cam newton and they also had the same name as my football team in australia that i played for so uh, a few little, little things there that you probably don't care about but um that 2000 <laughs> that that 2015 mvp season um was just incredible to watch and to see him back is something awesome uh our defense is so sick um i can't speak highly enough of our defense and this is what can happen when we put points on the board early and we're not forcing the defense to go out there for 40 minutes plus a game and constantly make plays to keep us in the game if they can play from in front they can be aggressive and do what they do best Uh, and they played amazing in this game Uh, The first three Cardinals offensive drives resulted in turnovers. The first one was a strip sack from Hassan Reddick, who has been an amazing acquisition for the Panthers this year. He is so good. He forced the fumble on Colt McCoy, which led to the Cam Newton rushing touchdown. Then we got a turnover on downs. We stopped them on a fourth and one. uh, So that was another turnover. And then Colt McCoy threw an interception on their third drive to Dante Jackson. So The defense just balled out to start, put us in a great position, and we did the rest. We look like a completely different team when Christian McCaffrey is playing. Mm. And it's easy to say because he's probably the best dual threat running back in the NFL in terms of running and receiving. Uh, He had 13 carries for 95 yards at an average of 7.3 yards per carry. And on top of that, that's great numbers for a running back, by the way. absolutely. Like, you would take that from any starting running back. Mm. But he also had 10 catches for 66 yards. So he's putting up running back one and wide receiver one numbers in the one player. Uh, It's just insane. If he can stay healthy, it's going to go a long way to us making a playoff push. Um, I'm just so over the moon about this game. I've watched it back twice already after watching it live. And I'll probably watch it another five times before the Washington game on Monday. So very happy Panthers fan right here.
0: Absolutely. All right, TD, let's touch on the Cardinals. We let Smithy indulge probably too much, but we'll ran it in as the year goes on. Um, we've talked about aberrations a lot and it's fair to say we can't really judge this Cardinals team if Kyler isn't there. I know DeAndre Hopkins wasn't there either, but There there were some concerning sides. It doesn't matter who's out of the team. A 24-point loss is a 24-point loss, and it was an ugly one.
2: Yeah, you're right. Um, You can't really take too much out of it, considering Kyler Murray wasn't playing, DeAndre Hopkins wasn't playing, but still, um, you saw last week, they're able to win games without them kind of players, and the Panthers did really well to not let Colt McCoy get comfortable. Um, Obviously, he played from in front last week and was able to play the kind of style you want your backup quarterback to play um, was unable to do that in this one. And that all the credit goes to the Panthers there. Uh, the Cardinals, they've lost two of their last three, I think. Um, you know, not not the worst signs. They've, you know, obviously lost to Green Bay in that close game where they could have won it at the end. I'm sure they're going to be there um, at the end of the season. They're in a good spot to be making the playoffs right now. They just need to you know, work on it. Hopefully, Kyler Murray um, can stay healthy um, or can get healthy. Um, I I know last year, maybe they tried to rush him back a little bit and it kind of cost them. But this year, you know, if you can rest him up, if he needs another week, give him another week. You're at eight and two. You've got a luxury um, where you can rest um, your star players like that. Um, But, yeah, just quickly really happy for Smithy, I guess. Um this-
0: <laughs> a sentence started so well and ended with a train wreck. <laughs> yeah.
2: This Panthers team, I, I know they started well and then they dropped off and, and Smithy um, obviously it wasn't great, but they just feel like a fresh team with Cam. Um it, it feels like a new team and it's just got to be exciting for him. And the, you know, the Cam Newton, I'm back, is you know, that maybe my favorite moment of the season so far. I yeah. loved it.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying I'm jealous, but where the fuck was my love? We lost seven in a row, one in prime time. I didn't get oh, I'm really happy for you, Daz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. see where their things fucking stand here. I'm just a monkey that hosts this show. All right, Colts and the Jags, 23 to 17 was the win for Indianapolis now. Uh, for non-quarterbacks in the league TD, is Jonathan Taylor the most important player for their side? I know Smithy's touched on Christian McCaffrey. I know everyone out there listening is gonna say Derek Henry as well. But there is a real argument and a real poll that is taking place over Twitter and Reddit and, well, everywhere if you want to find them, that Jonathan Taylor has won more games for the Colts than Henry and McCaffrey have done for the Panthers this year. Where do you stand on that?
2: Yeah, he's um, he's playing really well, and he's so important to that team's success, uh, you know, MVP of that team, certainly. Uh, but, yeah, he, he really... Um, You know, I raised the question last week, is he the best back in the league? And I kind of said it um, half-heartingly, but it's probably a fair question to ask at the moment. Uh, He dominated this game, especially early. He set the tone. He had 93 rushing yards and a touchdown in the first quarter. Um, And it's really hard to believe that he only finished with 23 more rushing yards um, for the game, especially they had the lead. That was 17-0 up after the Taylor touchdown. Um, and seven of their next nine drives ended in punts. The offense stopped um, and it allowed Jacksonville back into the game. They did have an opportunity to win the game. The Jaguars, they were down six with just over two minutes left and the drive ended with a Lawrence fumble, which was the first turnover of the game for him. um, First turnover of the game for the Jaguars and the only turnover for the game, unless you want to count the blocked punt um, as a turnover. I don't think that's actually counted as a turnover though. The Jaguars D, um, it, it was pretty good after a slow start i thought they've played a couple of good games in a row and it and it did give them a chance to get back into the game obviously they couldn't get there in the end and the colts hung on they're now five and five after they started one and four they've got the bills and the bucks in their next two games and i think they need to find a way to win at least one of those games uh the jaguars they're improving defensively um, as i said before back to-back good performances they played really well against the bills last week and after a slow start, uh, in this game. They um, really reined it in and played well. Um, Offense, though, it's struggling. Uh, They went through a bit of a stretch a couple of weeks ago where they were playing well, but at the moment, they're just not playing very well at all, and you know, I'm I'm sure they're not too thrilled about it.
0: No, I can imagine not. Smithy, it's not going to be a long analysis here, but what was your biggest takeaway from this game?
1: The Jags' defense has really improved, Mm. Um, and, and... They did it last week against Josh Allen, and as TD said, forcing seven punts on the last nine drives of a game is just really, really good stuff. So good for them. I did call them to keep it close, so it's probably the only thing I got right for the weekend. (laughs) It's a bit like
0: that. Speaking of things that we get wrong over the weekend, the Los Angeles Chargers, goodness gracious me, going down 27-20 to the Minnesota Vikings. So, Smithy, I ask you, Do Minnesota officially join the I have no fucking clue how to assess this team club alongside New Orleans? You could argue the Raiders, maybe the Ravens, and a few other sides because they're hard to get a grip on at the moment.
1: Yeah, my group would be the Saints, the Broncos, (laughs) the Vikings, and the Chargers. They're my four Um, because I don't know what the bloody hell is going on with any of them. And (laughs) the Chargers they are really frustrating at the moment because they read so beautifully on paper. The offense is awesome, but another sort of down game for Justin Herbert. And when you look at his stats, 20 of 34, 195 yards, one touchdown, one interception, not his best game. Uh, And the Vikings pass rush has been pretty good um, this year. And, Their defense has actually been a lot better than I thought, but they only sacked him twice. So it's not like he was under a heap of pressure, just didn't produce. Uh, Austin Eckler only had 44 rushing yards on four yards per carry, so they couldn't get the running game going. It was just a bad game for the Chargers at home. And the Vikings coming into another road game, Kirk Cousins, the beautifully strange quarterback that he is, This is how beautifully strange he is, boys. Mm. In his five road games this season, he's thrown 12 passing touchdowns and zero interceptions. (laughs) So he is significantly better on the road than he is at home, which just adds to his mantra of beautifully strange because that is strange. Um, they, They were really good. And Justin Jefferson, he taught them a lesson, nine catches, 143 yards. He is just so good, so fun to watch. And trading him off my fantasy team earlier in the year is probably one of my biggest regrets so far. Um, I genuinely have no idea what to do with either of these teams. Um, And it's really puzzling me. The Chargers are going to kick themselves because they could have kept the lead in the division with a win here, but now the Chiefs are back on top of the AFC West somehow and look like they might be back. So this could be a lost opportunity for LA. They could look at this game and think, gee, we really blew our season in week 10.
0: Yeah, they definitely can. TD, look, uh, the stat that Smithy just put tells me that Kirk Cousins under the bright lights, under the pressure, can't handle it. But when there's not a lot of expectation on the table, he can deliver. It doesn't sound like a good combination for the Vikings moving forward. What do you think their ceiling is based on this kind of performance?
2: Playoff team that they, they, they to me they've got plenty of talent. I think um, at their best, maybe they can win a playoff game. I don't see that being this year, just because the NFC is so loaded. Uh, but they they definitely can get there with the talent. Um, they had plenty of success through the air in this game. Um, they were good on the on the ground as well, but the passing game won them the game.
1: Mm.
2: And it wasn't really what I was expecting. Um, I kind of thought it would be higher scoring and it took nearly a whole half until the first touchdown was scored. Uh, The Chargers defense, they couldn't get a stop on the Vikings final three drives. It included two fourth down conversions. One of them was rushed for a touchdown. Um, And Smithy raised the question last week or the week before, I think is, is Herbert going through a bit of a a second year slump? And it's, it's a bit of a fair question at the moment. Um, It's not all on him. And I'm Taz <laughs> has got a smile. No one's doubting him, I I don't think. But he obviously isn't playing um, as well as he would like and as the Chargers would like him to. Um, they were so fun and explosive in the first five weeks of this season. And this team right now isn't the same. Um, and it's, it's a bit of a shame because they were so fun uh, to watch. And at the moment, they just aren't. I, I think they've struggled to score more than 27 points. I don't think they've done that and since that Browns game where they – um, where they scored 40 something so mm. it's yeah they're on struggle street at the moment thank oh. you TD
1: thank you <laughs> I will it say was, <laughs> it was a genuine question and Daz has shat on me for it. You were ready to
0: amputate his arm and get him out of the league. And that's just not (laughs) what we're at. I will admit this. Now, this is the thing that sucks to everyone listening who obviously doesn't know Smithy is telling Smithy he's right. You've got a better chance of breaking into a line enclosure and reading it the Bible, right? Of it going successfully because you'll go, Smithy, I can concede. I can see where you're coming from. And instead of being the gracious and humble human being that we'd hope for him to be and say, thank you. I appreciate that. This was the point I was trying to make. I'm glad you're on board. It becomes a ha, 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 fuck you, or that's a situation A, or situation B will be the shoulders come up, the chest comes out, and the mate. I knew I was right from the start, and neither of those situations, uh, in my mind, are okay for any human being to react. So I don't give Smithy's kudos at all. Get fucked, me. <laughs> Fully loaded's coming. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let's move on before this becomes an argument. The Steelers and the Lions. Now, TD. Very simply, what the fuck happened
2: here? Uh, Yeah, usually after the first tie of the season, we all kind of cry about it and say, oh, why is there ties in football and nobody really likes it? (laughs) No one deserved
0: to win this. (laughs) Yeah, this was a
2: perfect (laughs) result for this game. Uh, Neither team deserved to win it, as as you just said, Daz. And they both had opportunities to. Detroit had uh, two possessions in overtime over midfield. One of them was a field goal attempt that was just so ugly and it missed, and you could kind of tell that whole way. That kicker wasn't confident at all, um, and I never had any doubts that that was missing. The Steelers were the same. Um, they had two drives over midfield in overtime as well, and both of them ended in losing fumbles. Um, so This game could have gone on forever uh, if, if you want to – Put an extra ten minutes and an extra ten minutes on until someone scores. It literally, we, they could have still been playing now. Uh, but <laughs> it's a it's a bad loss for Pittsburgh. Um, Detroit in this game very one dimensional for the whole thing. Thirty nine rushing attempts. Uh, they killed the Steelers on the ground, um, and that's that's not great because they just ran the whole game and they were still able to have have success. Um, Jamar Jefferson and Godwin. Igwi Sorry if I've said that wrong. I'm sure I have, but they combine, combined for five rushes for 97 yards and two touchdowns, and I've never even heard of them. Uh, and that's yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, Just
0: stop for a second because I I now have to make the listeners a promise. I swear, or I if I have to get a fucking testicle cut off. I will put together a (laughs) compilation of TD's best drive-bys of 2021 and release that to the public because they're getting better and better and better. I cannot wait for the drive-bys that happen when the playoffs start. It's going to be unbelievable. He's going to end careers, this bloke. All right. So moving on to the players you've never heard of that did fantastically.
2: Yeah, well, they did. And um, it's just – the Steelers did so well to bottle up DeAndre Swift for most of the game. You just can't give up big plays to, to guys who were kind of behind him and maybe they kind of took their foot off the pedal um, in that situation and thought, oh, DeAndre Swift's out. This guy I've never heard of is going to, you know, not get anything. But, yeah, they um, they made him pay. They played really well. Um, and it did cost the Steelers the game. Jared Goff, he's struggling. Um, I've heard people saying, um, you know, he's proving why – he never was number one peak material. I don't think that's fair. Um, not many quarterbacks would have success in the same situation. But at the same time, why is no one, nobody else really getting a shot? Um, clearly, he's not the Lions' future at quarterback. They've got to try someone else, especially in this game. Nothing was happening. No harm done. You're not going to affect your future or the future of your franchise by, by putting in the backup and seeing if something works there. But you know, I think if I talk about this game for any longer, I, I might be sick. So I think we should probably hear from Smithy.
0: Yeah. Let's hear from Smithy. Now, mate, seriously, I know again, this is going to be a game that we're not going to give a hell of a lot of analysis to, but I just need your thoughts on how happy you were that you didn't have to watch this in full. Give us a, uh, give us a rundown on how much better your weekend was because of that.
1: Yeah, I did catch a little bit of it on NFL red zone and I would rather get a lawn chair, go and sit out in my backyard and watch the grass grow for three hours, <laughs> then re-watch this game. It was the <laughs> yeah, worst display of football I've ever watched in my life. Yeah, we and wouldn't be sending it to the aliens, would we? <laughs> no, it's not, it's going, uh, it's going straight to D V D. It's not box office. And you couldn't pay me money to watch for a replay. So let's move on.
0: Bang, let's move on indeed to the Seahawks and the Packers. And it was 17 to Zill. Zill. There you go. That's different. Zero and nil just merged together. 17 to zil. nil. There we go. Yeah, just bringing something new in. Welcome to Daz's Vocab. Uh, 17 to nil was the result. And uh, I want an apology from both of you two for the uh, absolutely shocked looks you gave me when I picked the Packers here. As a Daz, what are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking good things because I got the tip right. So, Smithy, all I need is an I'm sorry, and we can get into the analysis.
1: Can we just not talk about this game? (laughs) Is that possible?
0: Welcome to why I said what I said about five minutes ago. Td, I'll give you a chance. You're a good bloke. You'll do it. You'll know you're wrong.
2: I would do it, but I, I don't think I did give you a sheepish look. I, I think the Packers were, were probably a good pick to uh, pick, and I, I went with an underdog. So I, if I did give you a sheepish look, I'm sorry for doing that. But I that's, won't that's apologize the class for and integrity run.
0: that Smithy needs to bring right now. Sorry, Smithy. You've had one chance. You've blown it. You've seen how a humble and dignified man has been able to do it. So I'm going to be the bigger man and give you a second chance
1: uh apologies daz for giving you a sheepish sheepish look um i thought i was i mean i'm the same as td though i i was picking this as an upset so i I wouldn't have pictured giving you a sheepish look but if i did i am very sorry for that because you nailed this game probably gave you a sheepish look for picking the patriots but
0: (laughs) Yeah, but you lock the Browns. That's enough shit. That's more than enough shit I can give you. Smithy, this was the first time in 162 Seahawks matches that they didn't score. And the first time since Russell Wilson got drafted. What the bloody hell happened?
1: Yeah, thanks for reminding me. Um, You're welcome. The the Packers' defense deserves a lot of credit, I think. Um, They did a great job against the Chiefs last week. And we sort of put that down to, oh, yeah, the Chiefs haven't been good this year, though. But then they came out in the game that we're going to talk about in a minute and put up 41 points. So uh, the form reads well, Russell Wilson just looked a little bit off in his first game back. I sort of thought he'd come out and hit the ground running, but he did the opposite. They just had weird plays. Um, DK Metcalf lost a fumble, which is very rare. Uh, They couldn't really get a run game going, which has been an Achilles heel of theirs all season long. And as I said, the Packers defense was just awesome. And this, I think for me, this ends Seattle season. Uh, They're at three and six. They've had their buy, I know, but they're at three and six. They've got eight games to play in a pretty good NFC, tough division. They're going to have to play the Rams again. They're going to have to play the Cardinals again. They've got some tough games on the schedule and their offense just looked disgusting in this game. So... There is a little worry for the Packers. Aaron Jones did hurt his knee and he's expected to be out for a few weeks, but AJ Dillon has shown that he's more than capable carrying a workload. Uh, He had two scores in this game, the only two Packers touchdowns. So I think they'll be just fine. And let's start taking the Packers defense seriously. Uh, And let's start taking the Packers seriously, which leads me into my little question for you two. Mm Mm-hmm. With the Rams lost over the weekend, the Buccaneers lost over the weekend, do we hold Green Bay as the frontrunner in the NFC now? Yes. TD? Probably second behind Dallas, I'd say. Ugh. I knew that was coming. I, I knew that was coming. <laughs> I think oh. it's, a, it, it's a genuine conversation, though, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. But I think it is. I would I would take the Packers as the one seed at the moment. I still Um, kind of
2: like the upside in the Rams, um, but I I think it's fair. The Packers have probably been the most consistent team.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. They definitely have been the most consistent team over the season. LA probably have the most star power, but they can't put it together at the moment. So it's very interesting. The Packers just keep getting it done.
0: Yeah, they certainly do. TD, let's talk about Smithy's call for the Seahawks. Is it pack it up? Are they done?
2: Uh, Yeah. I'd like to see a little bit more with Wilson, but if I had to pick now, I'd say, yeah, the, the NFC is so, um, so packed and you know they've got, what, seven more games to go. They're going to have to win probably five or six of those to get in. Maybe the only thing that's saving them is, um, I think the Panthers are the number seven seed right now. And, and what are they? They're about five and five. So they're only two games off. So um, the opportunity is there for them to take it, but you know they're going to have to nearly be perfect from here on out.
0: Yeah, he was a little bit rusty. Thank you. That's about the fourth for the night. I'm flying. Everyone's flying. Let's talk about Washington and the Buccaneers. Now, Smithy, I have to eat some humble pie, my friend. I've been trying to get you off the island. You sat, you sat, you sat, you waited, and it's a performance like this that makes you feel vindicated in a 29-19 to victory for the football team. But it is TDs. Game, so I'm gonna do the right thing and still hang shit on Smithy because sucked in he didn't pick him. What do you think, DD?
2: Yeah, I will say I'm sure he would have enjoyed it more than I did. Um, <laughs> it was a rare win from Washington. Um, Smithy stuck on the Washington island, and you know it was a stunning win to be honest. Um, it, it stunned me, and I'm sure it stunned everyone else, especially you guys. Their defense finally showed up. Um, it was the best game of the season for the defense and probably for the entire Washington team. Uh, they forced two turnovers in the first quarter and they held the Bucks to their score of the year. Washington built this team to win games this way, uh, good defense and complimentary offense, Um you know, Maybe it's a fluke, time will tell, I guess, but, but this Washington team could be frisky um, in the second half of the season. And people kind of forget Washington were 2-7 and seven through nine games last year. It was a weaker division back then, but they still won the division and still were able to bounce back. The run game wasn't great, um, but it probably was as good as you're going to get against Tampa. They had 94 rushing yards on 34 carries, and they had two rushing touchdowns, um, which obviously had a big impact on the game. Obviously, the last one won them the game essentially. Uh, I kind of just felt like the Bucs were going to roll over the top of Washington after that 40 yard touchdown, you know, from Brady to Evans. It made the score 19 to 23 with just under 11 minutes left. Enter the drive of the season. The uh, Washington football team went 19 plays, 80 yards, and they took 10 minutes and 26 seconds off the clock and it included converting four or five third-down opportunities, and they scored a touchdown on the fourth-down opportunity. Uh, simply brilliant, to be honest, and easily the best drive of the year. I know the 49ers had a couple of nice drives today, but the um, circumstance of this one was a little bit more than that. And for a team that's not an offensive team, that was just a perfect final drive, and that's the way you want to win, uh, end every game, and they did it perfectly, so I can't knock them for that. Uh You know, they kind of put themselves back in the playoff picture, I guess. Um, Their last five games are all division games. And I think that's where their season is going to be defined, um, how they go in them last five games. And uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'd hate to be whoever is playing them next week. I just can't see them losing three straight. And I did a little bit of research today. A team with uh, Tom Brady on it uh, hasn't lost three straight since 2002.
0: Oh, I was four. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> right, that's the start of the year right now. That's extraordinary. All right, Smithy, you get some time to gloat, my friend, because it seems like it's been 38 weeks I've been trying to get you off that island, and uh, you are well and truly vindicated, and I'm a big man. I can cop it. Go for
1: it. Mate. I'm a bit slim dusty today because the Island has been rocking for the last 24 hours. <laughs> it's been party central on the Island. Everyone came over and joined me and we went crazy together. Yeah, it was a great game to watch actually. Um, shout out to Ron Rivera for going for it on that fourth down and scoring the game winning touchdown. Uh, people were saying kick the field goal, but the field goal literally did nothing for them. Um, so a great call to go for it. They ended up walking off from winning the game. Uh, Sad note to end on, but it looks like Chase Young is torn his ACL, which is really, really sad. Um, had a fantastic rookie year. Hadn't quite put it together this year statistically in terms of sacks, but his pressure rate was really good, and he is a young star, so you never want to see anyone get injured, but particularly the young stars of the league. So hopefully he recovers nicely, and I can't wait to keep watching my football team in the second half of the season. Yeah,
0: absolutely, and there's no real Daz's dickhead rant at the end of this one, at the end of this episode, but I do want to say something here because you said about Chase Young, opposition fans that go on social media and are happy about players doing season-ending injuries, please stop it. You look like morons. Um, And we're not here for opposition fans being fuckwits. These are still human beings that are getting seriously hurt playing a game better than we could ever dream of. So for crying out loud, quit it. And we hope that Chase is back bigger and better than ever ASAP. Let's move on to the Chiefs and the Raiders, the game that I did lock. If I read my preview notes, Lord knows why I changed. But it was a mirrored scoreline with 41-14 going the Chiefs' way. And, Smithy, in a simple question, mate, are Kansas City back in business?
1: I think they might be. And you know what the most ironic part about it is? What's that, mate? Our man in the Zoom chat came out and he sold them in our mid-year stock market. (laughs) He said he's done with them. He said a few things, actually.
0: The ultimate moz. <laughs>
1: he sold them. <laughs> so he didn't want to borrow their stock anymore. He said that they aren't the same team and they aren't going to get back to being the same team. And this offense isn't going to get right. And then they did this. They dropped 41. So <laughs> it, it just shows the, form, it shows the form our man is in at the moment. <laughs> he, he He's up shit creek without a paddle. But uh, the Raiders were really poor in this one. Um, I think they blew a pretty big opportunity. Uh, The Chiefs, as we knew, were struggling coming into this game. Uh, The Raiders were, you know, in front of them in the division, had a home game, played the Chiefs well. A lot of things read nicely for them, but they just laid an egg. Uh, Mahomes had easily his best game of the season. 35 for 50, 406 passing yards with five touchdowns. It was just an insane performance. Um, he was doing what he wanted out there, uh, and it was—it's actually nice to see because, you know, he's—he's he's one of the best talents in the NFL, and you don't want to see people like that struggle, uh, especially for a long period of time. So it was nice to see him bounce back and do what he does best. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to my hero Brian Edwards. Um, kept me in the fantasy game three catches for 88 yards and a touchdown. Um, so big shout to him on a day where the Raiders offense really struggled. And as you said, I think the Chiefs are back, Daz. I think they're back. I think that Green Bay game might have given the the defense enough confidence. Uh, they, got an, they forced another turnover in this one. They had a pick on Derek Carr. They also forced a fumble on Deshaun Jackson. So they had two takeaways. Kept the Raiders, who have been a high-scoring offense, to 14 points. Kept Derek Carr, who's been a yards machine, to 261. You know, they could be back. And I'll tell you what, if they make a wild card or something, I would hate to play them. Yeah. I would hate to play them. Uh, it would be the worst wild card matchup forever. So AFC fans uh, hope to avoid Kansas City.
0: And even if you get a big lead against him in a playoff game, it doesn't mean anything. He's come back before. Mahomes now. I'm bringing another stat, fellas. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has now tied Joe Montana for the most 400 plus yard and five touchdown matches, and he's only in his fifth season, and that's all time. So, oh fair, boy, fair to say, uh, big Joseph, big Joe, his uh, his records tumbling. The great man, goodness me, imagine a bloke fifth year. That's extraordinary. It's the quality of quarterbacks in this league is unbelievable. TD, you've got a soft spot for the Raiders, mate. And we know everything that's happened off the field, which has been uh, tragic for the organization. That's all we're going to say on that. Uh, It looks like that it's fallen off the cliff. How much uh, empathy have you got for Derek Carr, who seems to be the one single handedly trying to keep it together for this franchise?
2: Yeah, I'm a big fan of Derek Carr and he's having a really good year. So it's hard. Um, you know, to see them sitting at five and four and having a performance like this when he was kind of, you know, he wasn't bad in this game. Um, they were still in the game. Obviously, Smithy said before, uh, the Chiefs forced a fumble on Deshaun Jackson. They didn't really force it. He fucking dropped it uh, <laughs> by, himself, by himself. And for, for a guy that's had a couple of uh, shithouse fumbles in his life, that wasn't even the worst of it. And that was, um, that was horrible. But, you know, if, if he does what um, 99.9% of other wide receivers in the league do there and catch the ball, break the tackle and run into the end zone instead of doing a fucking uh, 360 turn and turning into the defender. They score a touchdown and I think they're within a field goal there and and the game's, you know, close and they still kind of have a shot there. So um, that was just, I couldn't believe what I saw there. That was um, horrible, really disappointing for Vegas um, they just couldn't get a stop when they needed to. It kind of is the breakout game that, that I've been um, waiting for for the Chiefs. And, you know, I just kept waiting and waiting and kept saying, when are we going to see it? When are we going to see it? I finally had enough and, and sold them, as Smithy said. And and this has kind of happened, but it's just unfortunate their win streak ends at two because apparently they're playing a really good team next week. So,
0: yeah, it's- Oh, boy, this man. Now, Smithy, I'm going to try and get some sort of petition to the NFL to allow coaches to swear in post-game presses because I want a coach asked about that fumble and instead of him going, it was an unfortunate piece of play, we've got to be better than that, and bounce back, just go, no, no, he didn't fumble it. He just fucking dropped it. (laughs) It needs to happen. I truly believe. I've been on this about our sport in Australia. I think coaches need to be more honest and I know sponsors will hate it, but fuck We need honesty in sport for crying out loud. All right, let's move on on my little rant there. The Broncos and the Eagles, the second game that uh, sorry, the third game that dazzling picked different to you fellas and dazzling went three for zero. And you know what that means? I'm going zero for four next week. So I look forward to that, but the Eagles got a 30 to 13 win. It doesn't look like they need to uh, tank or anything like that because their draft hall is so great given deals last year. It looks like Jalen Hurts is auditioning for his job. Uh, but TD, after all of that, are you nervous about the NFC East being still wide open, mate? It's still up for grabs?
2: No, I'm not. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, the, the Cowboys have a three-and-a-half game lead and they're clearly the best team in the division. And you can call me biased, but it kind yeah, of isn't. It's not a biased opinion. We've, we've all seen it. They pounded Philly. They pounded New York. Uh, I'm not saying the NFC can't make the playoffs. Um, You know, all three are a game or two away from the current number seven seed in the Panthers, like I said before. Philly are the closest at four and six, and they've been pretty impressive in their past three games. They had two wins and that close loss to the Chargers, um, no matter how poorly the Chargers seem to be going at the moment, um, they still kind of were in that game, and that would have been a big win if they could have gotten that. But I was most impressed by this game here. Um, it was a tough road game, and they did it easy. Uh, they had a lot of production from the run game. Um, no Miles Sanders, and they had three guys in this game rush for over 50 yards. Yeah, I don't think it's a, It's not like, oh, Sanders has gone out now. They're having success. I think they're just opening up the playbook and, and running the ball a little bit more. Um, Hertz looked good. His connection with Devontae Smith is fun to watch. Uh, Obviously getting the three votes for me this week, that was good, Uh, but it's always good to see a a rookie um, wide receiver have that connection with his quarterback straight away. And it's probably easier on him that he's the the main option there. They don't really have um, big name receivers there. I know they've had first round receiving talent um, in the building, but it's not, you know, they have been kind of, won't call them busts, but they haven't been uh, performing at first round level. Teddy Bridgewater was fine. He was typical Teddy. Um, too many short passes for my liking. You know, when it's second and 10 and third and 10 and you're passing for two yards and three yards, that's just what you get with Teddy at, at this point. And Smithy knows it. Um, you know, they had five redstone trips and they scored one touchdown. They just couldn't convert and they were too conservative um, or too safe, I thought. Uh, and too happy to check down, and that's who Teddy is. Um, I'm not driving by. I'm just pointing out some facts, and that's kind of who he is at the moment, and he is the Broncos quarterback. I I think a reporter asked um, Vic Fangio if there was a bit of a controversy or if they'd think about putting Drew Lockie in there. He said, no, Teddy's the quarterback, and and that's fair because we know who Lockie is as well. Uh, The defense got dominated after dominating Dallas. Help me figure that one out. Um, they're just impossible to trust, as Smithy said earlier. And I'm with Smithy. I'm out on the Broncos. Uh, it took me a little bit longer, but I'm I'm certainly out on them now. Philly playing a lot better than I expected, um, but not a threat. Oh, I mean that in like a they're not going to beat you in the playoffs. And that being said, watch them get a wild card and knock the Cowboys out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that would absolutely make my life. But um, I think they have potential to beat some good teams down the stretch.
0: Now, yeah, Smithy. Smitty, you and I one-on-one need to have a conversation right now because three weeks ago, you said, and I quote, I am never tipping the Broncos again. They are frauds. They are not good enough to warrant my time or attention. You tip them and they lose by 17. I need to know what level of hatred you are at for this franchise. Talk to um,
1: yeah, look, it's not good. Um. I don't like them. Let's just put it that way. Uh, They're a bad bad team. They have a bad quarterback. They have a bad coach. They have bad management. It's just bad. Um, It's just an absolute shit show. Uh, I did say that Broncos fans would have fun with Teddy Bridgewater. And I did point out that his two big weaknesses were uh, game-winning drives, which he hasn't had a lot of chances this year because they've been down a lot of time and i also said the conversion in the red zone converting red zone appearances to touchdowns and that was the one in this game whereas td said one touchdown in five red zone appearances is just yuck um shout out to the eagles though they played good um i like jordan howard because i picked him up for my fantasy team and he's actually playing super good so uh he might get another shot and another team next year if the eagles choose to stick with miles sanders which i think they should
0: Beautiful. And last game of the night, the Rams and the Niners. Smithy's lock. And, oh, boy, was this game over really quickly. 31-10 to 10 was the San Francisco win, and their run game was unstoppable at times. But, Smithy, are results like these further proof on how divisional games are unpredictable, how open the NFC is at any given point, or is it a mixture of the two?
1: I think it's a mixture of divisional games and not just the NFC, but the NFL in general. Hmm being genuinely unpredictable. Um, I've, I've copped the brunt of it in the last few weeks with my certs. Just you think, you know what's going on and the NFL gets flipped on, on your head. Like last week, I was so certain the bills were beating the Jags. Nope. This week I was so certain that the Rams were going to beat the 49ers. Nope. It just everything, everything gets flipped around. It's just crazy. Um, Rams have had two bad losses in a row now, both on prime time. The questions need to be asked of this defense because they have the stars. They've got Aaron Donald. They've got Von Miller. They've got Jalen Ramsey, but they're not performing this year. Um, There needs to be some serious questions asked. The Niners just set the tone for the game. Uh, They came out and set the tone immediately. Their first offensive drive was 18 plays. 88 yards, 11 minutes and three seconds. Um, just an absolute brutal offensive drive that wore the defense out. And then they got a pick six, four plays later to put them up 14-0. And the game was over from that point, in my opinion. Um, the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan just seem to know how to beat Sean McVay. Uh, I think this is five or six wins in a row now for the Niners against the Rams. And it seems like no matter how good the Rams are and how bad the Niners are, they just seem to beat them. Uh, It's nuts. The positive for LA was Cooper Cup again. Um, 11 catches, 122 yards. And he is genuinely on pace to have the craziest season statistically I've ever seen in my life. Um, it is just incredible, the production he is getting every week. Um, and you'd surely think that defense has gotten on. Bring down the safety, double team him, do something, because he is unstoppable at the moment and he is running amok. So shout out to him. Bad loss for the Niners. Uh, Matthew Stafford, four interceptions in his last two starts. He needs to be better.
0: He definitely does need to be better. The question that I think needs to be asked about this defense is have they chosen or have they got a defense full of individuals instead of a unit? You look at great defenses of the NFL and even probably the most recent, uh, the 2000 Baltimore Ravens were, although their players are celebrated, they were still a defensive unit. TD, are they struggling to come together as a unit? Do you think it's a defense full of individuals? Do you think they can turn it around? What's the problem?
2: it's hard to tell from the outside looking in, but it does look that way. Um, They've got so many star players there and, um, you know, all signs point to them being a good defense. They've got good players everywhere and it's just, it's not clicking. They're giving up plenty of points. They can't get stops. Um, They were dominated on the ground in this one. It is a worry for them. Um, And, you know, the 49ers did this perfectly. They snapped their home losing streak. It's over. Um, they're back in the mix now in, in contention, I guess, for a playoff spot. They dominated time of possession. Obviously, Smithy said, um, you know, that first drive, they killed it. Their second drive as well went over 90 yards for, for eight minutes as, uh, for a touchdown as well. Uh, and then in the third quarter... When they were up 21 to 7, they had a six minute field goal drive. I think they only gained 25 or 30 yards, but they still took six minutes off the clock. And that's how you beat good offenses, especially the Rams, if you can keep their offense on the side and force them to make plays when they're on the field um, and you can get a stop. You know, it's it's hard to come back from that. Uh, they just killed LA with the run game. And the Rams' losses, Smithy touched on their last two losses, have been ugly. All their losses have been ugly. Um, they lost to the Cardinals earlier on in the season by 17 points and they were never in that game as well. So that is a really big issue. The three games they've lost, they've never really looked like winning. They've never really been in the game. Um, so that's um, certain. certainly doesn't look good for them.
0: No, it certainly doesn't. All right, we're going to finish off with TD's piss takers and I cannot wait to find out who has made the squad because being good enough ain't good enough. When you really need to take the piss in order for TD to mention you. Let me tell you. All right, TD, week 10, who took the piss, please?
2: Yeah, quarterback, easy one for me. One of my favorite players in the league, Patrick Mahomes. He had five touchdown passes, 406 passing yards. He took what the defense gave him, um, and he didn't force throws, and that's what he's kind of been doing this season. He didn't do it in this game. He just took what came naturally, and he dominated, um, and it was really good to see. Running back, I've gone with a rookie, Ramondre Stevenson. Um, I really was impressed with him in the preseason. He finally got a shot to stand out in this game. Um, He had 20 carries for 100 yards, five yards per carry and two touchdowns. He stepped up for New England without Damian Harrison. They probably win the game without him. It's not like he was the difference maker, but he he really played uh, really well and dominated and uh, set the tone early, picked up some big first downs as well. Wide receiver, I've gone Justin Jefferson. He had eleven catches for one hundred and forty three yards. He moved the chains for the Vikings, and he was a, a massive part of why they were able to upset the Charges. Tight end Hunter Henry, um, you know, he kind of he went to New England, and it was a big big money signing. But he's kind of just been not lost there. He's been playing really well, but he was a big name tight end, and now he just just feels like he's another guy there. He had two touchdowns on four catches and he had a couple of really nice sideline catches as well. And it was really nice to see him making big plays like that. And the defense, uh, Daz will be happy with this one. I've gone with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, They shut down Lamar Jackson. uh, One of the hardest things to do in the NFL. They only gave him 39 yards rushing. They forced two turnovers. One was returned for a touchdown, um, which was an, an amazing play. They had four sacks, and they were just really impressive. I was really impressed by that Miami Dolphins performance on defense.
0: I think that's the first time a Dolphins made it onto the Piss Takers. It only took us 10 weeks, but dominating, flying as are we. Today you've been as fantastic as normal. Smithy, I'll let you sign us off in our signature way. I just do want to let everyone know, if you also listen to the NBA content We are going to be a day late. So that will be coming out Friday morning instead of Thursday morning. So we do apologize for that, but stick around for it. It is going to be fantastic. Join us for the preview for week 11 as well, but Smithy's going to sign us off and we'll see you in the next one.
1: Yeah. Thank you for joining us for our week 10 review. Uh, Stick around for the content. It's just heating up here at TDs and threes. We are flying in all honesty. Well, some of us are, some of us had bad weeks, but that's okay. We're going to move on to week 11. We're going to rip the piss out of the preview, smash the week. Hope you enjoyed and we'll see you then. But most importantly, stay safe, everyone.